What's up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. Today, I wanted to kind of throw my two cents in with regards to branched-chain amino acids. So, I'm seeing a lot of people, uh, especially on Twitter right now, uh, I wouldn't even say discussing because it's hardly a discussion on Twitter, um, but just kind of throwing into the ring this idea that Branched-chain amino acids are the biggest waste of money um, when it comes to purchasing any specific type of supplement. So, I just kind of wanted to have a discussion about that. So, first and foremost, what are branched-chain amino acids? All right, well, with uh, when you ingest protein, right, the benefit of ingesting protein isn't that it's protein. It's what that protein is comprised of, which is amino acids. There are 20 amino acids. Nine of them are essential, which means your body can't create them. They have to be uh, uh, pulled from your diet. They have to be ingested. And then you have 11 that are considered non-essential, where um, the, the body can create them if it needs them. So... When it comes to supplementing with amino acids, there's very, very little benefit. I won't say no benefit because there are specific times where it's actually beneficial to supplement with the non-essential amino acids. But for the most part, the majority of benefit that you, that you get um, when it comes to repair, when it comes to adapting, when it comes to improving body composition, the majority of the benefit is, is going to be on the essential amino uh, acid side because if your body can't create it, then that's where the benefit's going to be. You've got to get it from somewhere. And if you can get um, an appropriate amount, an adequate amount, then the body knows exactly what to do with it. So the whole idea around the argument of our branch chain amino acids, helpful or not, really stems from... Are they as beneficial as a whole protein source? So if that's the argument, then hands down, it's, it's a clear winner. Branched-chain amino acids are not as effective as a whole protein source. There's a lot of research showing this. That's not what the argument should be. That's like if you can set up these ideal situations that would make sense. But working with athletes, working with, uh, with people who want to change their body composition, who, ha who have perhaps very uh, entry-level um, information or education when it comes to nutrition, um, I, don't, I, ha I find that it's not helpful to set things up like that. It, it essentially creates this false dichotomy where you're either for branched-chain amino acids or your four whole protein sources, and that's it. There is no nuance there at all. There cannot be a middle ground. But I, I just think that's a naive way of looking at things. So um, obviously people are gonna disagree with me. That's totally fine. Um, the majority of people that I work with are adult endurance athletes, which are marathoners, runners, triathletes, 
um, that sort of thing. The research is extremely clear. In general, they're calorie deficient and they're protein deficient. So my goal is to always find ways to educate them on how to increase their caloric intake, what their calorie needs are, and then what their protein needs are, and then ways to, to address those deficiencies. Okay. Another group of athletes that I work with quite a, a lot, quite a bit, are youth athletes. And guess what? They tend to be calorie deficient and protein deficient. Same exact thing. So how do we get the message across that, hey, you need to know your caloric need and you need to know your protein need because you can't, you can't skirt around this and expect to perform your best. You just can't. You won't recover, you won't repair, you won't adapt. You get to the end of the season, you're probably gonna be dealing with some chronic aches and pains, if not a full-blown injury. You're definitely not gonna be able to perform at your best, hands down. So, the message in an ideal world is everyone needs to eat their <laughs> at least maintenance level of calories and they need to be shooting for an optimal level of protein for them which is something that they can consume on a daily basis that's you know going to ensure that they're recovering and repairing as much as possible when that's done over time you not only fuel the training stimulus but then you have enough energy to, re to recover from that, to refuel after that, and then when that's done and stacked over time, you end up with a potent adaptation to whatever the training stimulus was. That's the ideal. I don't think there's too many people out there who would argue that. So the best way to get calories and the best way to get protein is always going to be from whole food sources. It's always gonna be that way, okay? Or it's always been that way. I can't tell the future, but it's always been that way. Get as much as you can from food, and then where you have gaps, you supplement, which is the definition of supplementation, is to fill in an area that needs some help. So from there, now we can discuss supplementation. So for those who can't hit their protein, goal for the day. Let's say you're setting a protein goal of one gram of protein per pound of body weight per day. Let's say you weigh 150 pounds, but you are conditioned or well, we won't even say conditioned. Let's just say you're very accustomed to eating about 50 grams of protein uh, per day to immediately jump up to 150. It's going to be extremely difficult. You might be able to do it one day. You might be able to do it three, uh, three days out of seven, uh, but it's gonna be really difficult to achieve that goal, boom, right off the bat. So one way to achieve that goal over time is to say, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 60 grams every day to this week, and then next week I'm gonna try to shoot for 70, and then the following week I'm gonna shoot for 80, and slowly build up that way. Or you start supplementing with protein get a high quality protein powder. Um, there's a million different types of, of protein brands out there. 
and there's something for everybody. They've got really high quality uh, plant-based protein now that actually tastes pretty good. So yeah, the industry's always getting better, which is a good thing. So all that to say, if you're supplementing with protein, is that as effective as whole food protein? Well, it's pretty darn close at this point. If you can't eat actual protein, high protein content food, then supplementing with a high protein supplement is almost as good, okay? What are you missing out on? Well, you're missing out on some, perhaps some electrolytes, some vitamins and minerals, some phytonutrients. There's a whole lot of other things in food that are not condensed or or maintained when you get to the protein supplement end of the uh, equation, let's say. By the time you get to that protein powder, there's a lot of stuff that was removed. And a lot of that stuff is really good for you. So that's one of the things you're missing out on, okay? So let's take that a step further. You take that protein powder and you're then going to end up with essential amino acids. So of that protein, you're gonna take out all the non-essentials, you're gonna take out a bunch of this other stuff and you're just left with the essential amino acids. Is that as good as a whole protein food? No, it's not as good because once again, you're removing this, these high quality uh, components of nutrition that your body wants and that your body needs. But what it still has are those building blocks of protein. So you end up with probably fewer calories. We now know that uh, one gram of branched chain amino acid comes out to, I think, seven calories, something like that. Dr. Uh, Douglas Kalman, I believe, did some bomb calorimetry on branched chains not too long ago, a couple years ago, and uh, figured that out. So that was really helpful because up until that point, the uh, the prevailing knowledge, if you will, was that uh, amino acids were calorie free, which didn't make any sense, but that's what people said. So you could get away with putting zero calories on your branched chain amino acid supplement, even though, you know, one gram of that, you're getting seven calories. Most of the time your serving size is going to be seven to 10 grams. So you're looking at, you know, 50 to 70 calories per serving. That's not zero. It's not a ton, but it's not zero. Um, but I digress. Anyway, all that to say, essential amino acids, you're still getting that uh, bolus dose of the aminos, which is what your body wants or needs in order to, in order for this cascade of events to occur that stimulates new muscle protein to be created in order to replace or repair damaged muscle tissue which is what training does. Training causes muscle damage. You provide these nutrition building blocks in the form of calories and in the form of amino acids, and we're simplifying things here. We're kind of leaving out fat and carbs, but for the most part, that fits into the whole calorie side. Like the caloric energy to recover and repair comes from fat and carbs. And then the building blocks of protein, the amino acids go towards uh, being the building blocks of new tissue. Um, so you're still getting that with 
essential amino acids, you're still getting that with branched-chain amino acids. But the branched-chain amino acids, again, we're, we're taking three amino acids out of the nine essential amino acids, and in a concentrated form, we're saying, hey, this is an, another way to get some amino acids. The real benefit of the BCAAs comes down to two major, two major things. The concentration of leucine. Leucine is the amino acid that's most responsible for, for being the, uh, the initiating factor or the, the, the specific stimulus once you reach a, a, a threshold dose of initiating it's called, it's a cascade called mTOR, which is mammalian target of rapamycin. And that's just a really fancy way of saying it's, it's the, you put the key in the car and you, you turn that engine over and you get, you know, the ignition, right? And now you can go somewhere. That's leucine. Without a threshold level of leucine, you can't stimulate new muscle protein synthesis can't stimulate repair and recovery. So you need leucine, okay? So how much leucine do you need? Well, that's not necessarily an established recommendation, but we do know that there's these specific threshold levels of leucine that if you, consu if you consume a certain amount, you then can maximally stimulate muscle protein synthesis. For most people, that's going to be between three to five grams. The heavier uh, or, the, or the bigger you are, the more muscle mass you have, probably the higher on that spectrum you're going to have to move towards, up towards five. Most people are going to be able to get away with a three-gram dose. Okay, So in, in most protein sources, let's take animal source protein like beef, pork, or chicken. You're looking at about... 35 to 45 grams of animal source protein in order to get that three gram threshold dose of leucine. In plant source protein, the leucine content is a little lower, so you're going to have to go a little heavier with your protein supplementation if you're going plant source, which is totally fine. You just have to know these things. So maybe you have to go 50, 55, maybe even 60, depending on the type of plant-based uh, protein in order to get that threshold dose of leucine. Or you can, at specific times, because now we, we can bring in this idea of nutrient timing, take a branched-chain amino acid supplement, uh, supplement and uh, depending on the, uh, the dosage, right? Let's say it's a 2-1-1 ratio, and each serving is 7 grams, Okay, now you've got a three and a half gram dose of leucine in every serving, and you're only taking seven grams of something. So it's an extremely concentrated uh, dose of leucine. That's, that could be extremely useful in specific instances. Should it replace your essential amino acid intake? I can't tell you that if I don't know you and I don't know your situation. Should it replace your protein intake? Definitely not definitely should not okay so whether that's supplementing with with a protein or whether that's your whole food source um, BCAAs shouldn't replace it however what they can do is they can fill in the gaps so that's 
that's that first benefit of, of BCAAs or of essential amino acids is you, you get that threshold dose of leucine. The other benefit of branch chain amino acids is that um, they can be utilized fairly readily at the source of, uh, of working muscle tissue. So they can be used for energy if needed right there, right where, right where they're at most of the time. So one way that that's helpful is let's say you're doing a very long bout of training, of endurance training, let's say. Um, or let's say you haven't eaten in a really long time, okay? The longer you train or the longer amount of time you've gone without eating, the higher chance that your body's going to break down muscle tissue and convert it into usable sugar. So what that does is that can reduce your, your uh, ability to repair if you're cutting into working muscle tissue as a source of fuel. It's like, it's like a car whose engine is breaking itself down and trying to convert that to fuel. That then goes in the engine. It's only a matter of time before you're going to have some issues there. Endurance athletes, this is, this is one variable that I'm absolutely sure is connected to chronic injury. If you're not getting enough calories and you're not getting enough protein, then you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And it's only a matter of time before some of these uh, soft tissues especially are like, hey, I got nothing here. I, you want me to contract or do you want me to be fuel? I can't do both. So um, ingesting branch chain amino acids or essential amino acids within this window of intense long bout training can help prevent the body from having to use working muscle tissue and breaking that down, generating glucose so that it can be then used as fuel. So you're, you're kind of uh, sidestepping that whole process by giving the body something that it easily and quickly recognizes as, oh, these are those amino acids that I was gonna break down and use as fuel from muscle and here they are, they're available, so no need to break down muscle. You keep the engine healthy, you keep it working. So if you're getting, again, we gotta take it back to the beginning. If you're getting adequate protein in your day, then, and you're not doing these long bouts of exercise and you're not uh, dealing with, with being calorie deficient and protein deficient, then do you need to supplement with branched-chain amino acids or essential amino acids? No. You live in an ideal situation. But to then make this blanket statement that, well, they aren't, they aren't useful for me, so they're a waste for everybody, is just, uh, it's just wrong, in my opinion. And I think the data shows that that's, that's the case. Not just, not just anecdotal data, but, I mean, there's evidence there. There's peer-reviewed published evidence showing that there are benefits from supplementing with branched-chain amino acids. So, um, yeah, again, it all comes back to, as I, as I just mentioned, context. You, specifically, may not need them. You might be getting enough protein. You might be getting enough calories. You may not be doing any type of training, uh, where 
it would it would help you at all to supplement okay that's perfect congratulations that's awesome I've got a handful of clients who do their absolute best to hit their protein goal and are struggling every day and who are doing their absolute best to try to hit their uh, calorie goal and struggle every day and they're also training for an Ironman so guess what I can harp on them and say you need to take your calories more seriously you need to hit your protein goal why are you wasting my time not doing these things I could do that and <laughs> probably lose clients right I'm actually not helping them if I say that I could say hey we've got to continue to work on these things and here's the strategies that we're going to employ to work up so that you're hitting your calorie goal every day and work up so that you're hitting your protein goal every day because that's the ideal but until we can get to ideal supplementing with some branch chains is probably going to help with immune function immediately after a really hard bout of exercise let's combine some branch chain amino acids and some carbohydrates so that we're not leaving the immune system just toasted right so that's going to be helpful you're not getting enough protein so i know you're not stimulating uh, recovery and repair let's work in some branch chains or some essential amino acids at these specific times so that we're we're at least doing some good it's not as good as whole protein but we can do some good or we can do nothing and doing nothing or whole protein isn't always uh, <laughs> possible so um, I wish I we all lived in this ideal world but unfortunately we live in this thing called reality where other things come to come up in life like your job like your family uh, you got to take your kids to their practice you've got to do this you, you're just trying to fit a run in oh my goodness I forgot I haven't eaten in eight hours what am I gonna do oh I've got some branch chains in my bag no 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 those are a complete waste I just read on Twitter I shouldn't I shouldn't even waste my time with those so I just won't eat until I get home and that may not be for another four hours so should I not exercise and just be fasted for 12 hours or do I get my exercise in and you know what those branch chains are actually gonna gonna provide some benefit here that's all I'm trying to say y'all um, I guess that's a little bit of a rant but hopefully there's some uh, there's some educational nuggets in there um, it's a topic that I, I like discussing um, I don't know everything about it but um, I think I have a little bit of knowledge in this area um, had a really good uh, nutritional biochemistry class and teacher in grad school and this was one of the a topic that would come up fairly often and uh, so if you guys have any questions about it please feel free to uh, leave those here on YouTube or um, email me or uh, yeah get with me via my website athletefactors.com etc I'd love to have a discussion with you about it I'm not gonna argue with you on it like at the end of the day uh, I'm I'm not here to change your mind by yelling at you so um, but yeah I 
I think there's a time and a place for everything, everything that works. And the research is extremely clear. Branched chain amino acids do work. The magnitude that they work is not the same as a whole protein source, but they do work. And so there is a time and place. And that's not all the time. And that's not everywhere. But in specific instances, we've got to leave room for nuance, y'all. We can't just be, it's all this way or it's all that way. This whole false dichotomy way of thinking is, uh, it's, it's not helpful for athletes right now. And it's not helpful for athletes going forward into the future. So we've got to figure out which tool is the correct tool for the job. And the more tools we have available, the more jobs we're going to be able to fulfill and finish and complete. So that's kind of that for today. Thank you all for watching and listening. I'm really excited about uh, my friend Beth Shaver. I'm going to have her on uh, next week. And she's just a huge inspiration when it comes to um, a, not feeling sorry for yourself when things uh, are not ideal, and B, uh, committing to, to seeing something through. Making a goal, and then regardless of how you feel about it, working towards it anyway. Um, and we'll have her on next week. Super pumped. We'll have my buddy Garson Skelton on uh, in the near future to, to talk about uh, kind of his new business that he started, which is really fun and really awesome. I'm really excited about it. And uh, yeah, so we'll go from there. All right, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. As always, I appreciate it. Um, if you think this was uh, in some way educational or beneficial, or you think I'm an idiot and you want to um, make fun of me, that's fine too. Uh, you can share it with people who can, uh, you know, talk trash about it. That's cool too. So stay tuned for uh, next week's episode and uh, have a good week, y'all. Adios.